Happy Monday, everyone. I'm your host, Heidi Poon, and welcome to the Happy Spotless Minds podcast, a weekly lifestyle and career podcast for the everyday millennial to learn, connect, and smile to. On season two, we focus on the key question, who do you want to be in a couple of years? Join us as we discuss topics on career goals, personal development, and mentorship with those that have experienced it all. Turning hardships into happiness, one episode and one lesson at a time. Happy Monday, everyone! Can you hear the excitement of my voice to come back after a one-month-long hiatus? It feels like forever since I've said that, and it's actually true because I had some pre-recorded episodes, so technically it was two months since I had recorded a podcast and you know I'm feeling very refreshed I just needed a little bit of a break for my mental health and also with work and everything and I also feel that you know through this COVID-19 environment sometimes we don't let ourselves catch a breath and to anyone who is you know overworking or you feel a little bit burnt out I just want to tell you it's completely a hundred percent fine to take a break and you deserve it so make sure you're taking that break getting a nice walk outside refreshing the brain and coming back stronger than before which is what I hope to do to finish off season two so to get into the episode I'm super excited to be introducing our guest Anka so we're going to be talking to Anka who is the co-founder of Ruth a sustainable period care venue that really aims to ruthlessly make sustainable periods easy for women through compostable and disposable menstrual pads. So we'll be talking about everything from her vision of sustainability, how they're really placing that into their products, and at the same time really talk to her about what business skills she's learned throughout starting her business through COVID. So I'm super excited to talk to her today and let's get straight into the episode. So hey everyone, welcome back to another Happy Monday episode and this is actually the episode coming back off of like a one month long hiatus so I'm very happy to be back feeling refreshed but super excited to end the season off with a bang. Today we have Anka so she is the co-founder of Ruth and I'm super excited to have her talk about sustainability in specific around feminine care, you know pads and things like that and sort of her story around that so Inka, hi everyone. I'd love for you to, you know, sort of have an introduction, maybe talk about a little bit about your company, your horoscope, which is always just a fun question I like to ask, and then we'll open it up to an icebreaker question. Okay, so yeah, thanks for the introduction, Heidi. Um, My name's Inka, and I've been working on the venture Ruth for the past couple of months, and we're making sustainable periods easy by offering disposable and compostable menstrual pads. Um, And yeah, my background is in neuroscience, so it's a little bit different from what I've been working on, but I'm super excited about our product and our mission and our vision to really bring accessible menstrual products that are also sustainable to people everywhere. Yeah, I think, so you asked what my um, horoscope sign was, and I am a Sagittarius, but I do have to say I don't believe in horoscopes, and it's not really my cup of tea, but 
yeah, I think there are some people who are super into it. So kudos to them for that. Yeah, no, I am definitely in that pool of being really into it. And I think I like got back into it because TikTok is just like feeding me so many <laughs> like horoscope algorithm type videos. So I've recently gotten back to into it. But uh, yeah, that's super, super interesting as a Sagittarius. And then I guess like as the icebreaker question. So I know we talked a little bit more about how Ruth is sort of your full time job right now. Um, and, you know, post school as well, like sort of transitioning into that so my question is if you weren't doing Ruth what would you be doing Mm, yeah so prior to starting Ruth I always had this childhood dream of becoming a pediatrician and going into medicine so that was part of the whole reason why I um, started working on Ruth at first because I met my co-founder through um, an Enactus project where we were working on Um, creating hemp-based menstrual pads. And I thought at first that would just be a great extracurricular I could add to my CV and help with my application into med school. But yeah, I think that's, that's the path I would pursue if I wasn't working on Ruth. That's so interesting how, you know, life kind of throws you good curveballs and then you just have to go with the flow and follow your heart, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So I guess going into my first question of the agree or disagree session, normally how it is, is you answer agree or disagree, and then you have a little bit of a rationale after as to why you answered that certain way. So the first one is pads are better than tampons when you're on your period. Yeah. So with this, I will say, (laughs) I want to say a cop out of, I, it depends per person. Personally, I would say agree for myself just because I've had trouble with tampons and they're just uncomfortable for me. Um, but I think everyone everyone who menstruates, their body is different. So you got to find what works for you. And just personally for me, pads, pads work best. Yeah, no, I, I agree too because I think I was definitely that person that had the stigma. I was like, I don't know if it's just growing up. Like my mom always mm-hmm. just told me like, just use pads. It's fine. Like don't stick something up there, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> I always had the, the the connotation that, you know, pads are just better. It's safer, less hassle. But I definitely agree. Um, it really depends on, you know, sort of if you're more active, you may need one or over the other. So mm-hmm. yeah. And then the second one is, okay talk about periods um, or about menstruation is considered taboo? Mm. I will have to strongly disagree because this is one thing that our whole company is trying to fight against. I think talking about menstruation should be treated the same way as talking about like how your hair grows or talking about like your skin health. Like these are all things that are natural. Um, So I don't think that there should be any taboo around it. So I would say disagree. Yeah, I, yes, I again agree with you disagreeing a lot too. And I wanted to include this prompt as well, just because I think it definitely is a stigma that needs to be broken because a lot of the times there needs to be that female empowerment. Like so many times you can find easier ways to relate with other women because of this. And I feel like there should be an open space and a community, which I've clearly seen on your Instagram, you've been able to do is open up a dialogue about, you know, connecting with other women. And I really appreciate that. 
And then the last one is every woman gets PMS and it manifests itself as maybe crankiness or irritability. Yeah, this is another strong disagree. Um, Every woman, and not just every woman, but every person who menstruates, um, because there are some people who menstruate who might not um, identify as women. Um, I think everyone has a different cycle, different body, different experience. And yeah, some people do experience PMS, and that's fine. And then some people don't. Yeah, and I think there's always... You know, like you always hear like, oh, like she's just cranky because it's it's the time of the month. And I feel like that phrase is should should definitely be reevaluated in today's time or in anybody's mm-hmm. time just because it's so inappropriate to say and put that sort of stereotype that mm-hmm. you can just blame something on like, okay, it's like the woman's problem because she's going through something or it's part of like a menstruation like process, right? So mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. So what inspired you to start Ruth and what is sort of the, the vision behind both your company and also your product? Yeah, so my co-founder and I, we first started working together through that Enactus project, Hempact. Um, and from there, what we realized was with sustainability, um, it's sometimes seen as this super difficult and high maintenance lifestyle. And what we want to do with Ruth is make sustainability easy. And we're starting with periods because personally, um, when I was looking for sustainable period products, the things that were currently out there just didn't feel like the right fit for me. So reusable menstrual cups, um, reusable pads and reusable period underwear, they all required either like a high degree of maintenance, like needing to wash it, um, or it just was a process that I didn't feel super comfortable with and didn't see as um, an, a good fit for me long term in terms of like when things go back to normal and we are going back to in-person things. I just couldn't imagine myself like needing to empty my menstrual cup like in the sink at work or something like that. It, I just personally for me, it's not something that I would be super comfortable doing. And then when I was looking at my trash can after my period, it was piling up with these like all these disposable pad products. And I was just like feeling a little bit guilty about that happening. And so that feeling um, really inspired Michael Fanner and I to work on Ruth and build it up into the company that we're growing today because we want to make sustainable periods super easy. And so with our product, it's compostable within one year and people can throw it either in the compost bin or in their own waste bin. Um, And it will safely degrade into the environment. It doesn't contain the harmful plastic polyethylene or polypropylene that typical menstrual pads have. Um, So that's what we're hoping to provide as this like easy solution for people everywhere who menstruate so that they can feel good about having a positive impact on the environment when they're on their period. Yeah, and I would definitely say like it also takes so much courage to just like during this whole environment, like go invest and really start something from ground up. So props to you both because I just find it so inspiring. Like for me personally, like 
I kind of see this as, you know, like maybe I'm just not a risk taker, but I definitely commend you for taking that step. And I think it's it's a huge move and I'm super excited for the product, which I'll be getting hopefully. Soon. <laughs> yes, super soon. And to that point that you said about risk taking, like I have to say, I think you are a cool risk taker because you launched this podcast. Like that's crazy. Putting yourself out there is amazing. And then also, I also felt the same way with like, me being, I, I feel like I would describe myself too as someone who is not a risk taker. <laughs> like I'm risk averse in fact. And that's why I wanted to go into medicine originally. I thought it was like a super safe, comfortable profession. Um, but I think the way I see the world now has changed a little bit in that I think there's like inherent unknown to like everyone's lives. There's always going to be like an aspect of the unknown. And you know, <laughs> given the circumstances in the world that we live in, I feel like um, it's going to be hard to live out your day to day and live out, I guess, your truth anyway. And so taking a risk in something that you believe in feels like it's not that difficult because what you're doing is um, essentially just believing with <laughs> some sort of optimism um, that what you're doing is meaningful and it matters. And as long as I think you carry that vision out with what you're doing, um, then it kind of dilutes some of the risk because ultimately like nothing is super permanent or super certain about like tomorrow. So you might as well be striving for something that you believe in anyway. Yeah, I yeah, that is that is just like such a good pep talk too, like just hearing that. And I totally resonate with that point too, because I think that, you know, we kind of see maybe not taking as traditional of a path or things like that as something like risky, right? But we soon start to see that in every sort of career option that we choose, there is risk involved, mm -hmm. right? And I feel like the thing that drives, you know, any sort of profession from a success versus like being unsuccessful is that passion and that drive, right? Mm -hmm. So I think like having that to kind of push you and, and give you the confidence is definitely something that like I think everyone needs going into any sort of career shift move that they want to do. Yeah, totally. You said it perfectly. I love that. And then the last question for the section is, what is the biggest myth you want to destigmatize with just periods, menstruation flow, feminine hygiene in general? Hmm. I guess it's interesting because after working in this space for a little while, it seems like there's no topic that's off limits anymore. <laughs> like everything about periods. Um I've talked about with my team or with the people around me. Um, I guess I would encourage everyone to be comfortable talking about periods, but also like recognize that if you're uncomfortable with it, that is okay too, because it's a starting place for everyone, right? And I think just having those conversations and um, starting it off with your close friends or with your family and, um, making sure that the the language that you're using around periods is that it's natural that it's normal um and try not to introduce any like shameful language into the conversation because i think words have a lot of power words have a lot of meaning so changing the tone of the conversation to be positive and to be normal um is really everything that um, i would encourage people to do 
And it's also okay if like, <laughs> you don't talk about your period every single time you have it, if that's not your vibe, like some people don't want to do that. And that's okay, too. But just knowing that it's fine to talk about. Um, and it's healthy to talk about it, too, because you can figure out with your friends or with the um, medical professionals around you, if something's going on, that's not normal, that's definitely something to be talked about and shared with your um, healthcare professionals. So yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I think that's a really good point because, you know, at the same time that I feel like sometimes when we have these open conversations, for those who may feel a little bit more uncomfortable with talking about it, they sort of feel this pressure of like, oh, now I have to talk about it. Like I must mm -hmm. talk about it, right? So it's really finding that balance between like knowing that it's normal versus not forcing yourself to have these uncomfortable conversations with like everyone or like on your Instagram story or whatever, but just starting small and where you feel it's a safe space to bring up mm -hmm. any concerns you have, right? I even yeah. remember you know, like thinking back when I was a kid and I just got my period too, like I would just, the only thing I would feel is like a shame and mm. I want to hide it from my friends. Like I don't want any of my friends to know that I got my period <laughs> and stuff. So mm -hmm. I think like from that time, like 10 years ago to now, like the world has changed a lot through that time. Yeah. And, you know, things are starting to, we're starting to have more open conversations and be more vulnerable with each other, which is really good. But I think that's a good reminder of like, you don't have to be zero to a hundred within one day. If you're not comfortable with that, you shouldn't mm -hmm. need to feel forced to always talk about it if you don't want to either. Yeah, definitely. And I remember when I first got my period, like I thought I was dying. I called my mom and I was crying on the phone. And yeah, and then look at where we are today, where like we can talk about it with our friends on a podcast, like it can be shared everywhere. And I think that's pretty beautiful. And then going into sort of your girl boss moments and just like the behind the scenes of starting a business during COVID. So I wanted to talk to you first about sort of the Instagram platform that you've sort of built that I've touched upon a little bit earlier. And mm -hmm. I see that there's uh, a lot of focus on female empowerment and also focusing on, you know, the hero of the week or, or the feminine sort of figure that we role model that we sort of look up to. So I just wanted to know for you personally, and this may be explained through the name of the company. <laughs> that might be your answer. I'm not too sure. But I just wanted to open up that question to be like, who is your female role model? and why mm -hmm. so <laughs> I can tell you a little bit more about the name in a second but my female role model I would actually have to say is my mom um, I think she's inspired me a lot throughout growing up because um, she came as an immigrant to Canada and she did her university here um, and I think like raising um, my Self and my brother throughout the years like I just saw her as this woman who could do it all like she was working and then also raising me and my brother and then also like serving at church and just being really involved with our community so all these things wrapped up in one and then to this day like I call her and um, she sometimes has to work overtime and she's still like going really strong and really hard so um, I, I think I always 
thought of her as like a career woman. And I think that inspired my own ambitions to pursue things like starting a business. And she encouraged me a lot um, because she is in accounting and then she is now um, a chief financial officer. So she just was able to show me like what hard work and dedication actually meant. um, And also what it meant to like love your family and love the people around you really hard. So all those things together make her my hero. That is, that is so sweet because I, <laughs> I don't know, like I, I felt like emotional even like hearing you talk about it because <laughs> I, I feel like I resonate the same with my mom. And sometimes it's yeah. like such a beautiful thing to see, you know, like good mother to daughter relationships and I'm so thankful a that you have that relationship with your mother as well but it it was Mm -hmm. just so interesting to hear that perspective because I 100% agree with you I think my female role model would also be my mom too yeah and then the next question I have is so really talking about starting a business the back end sort of spilling everything you know like the hardships and also the lessons that you've learned what would you say has been sort of like the biggest lesson you've learned through starting a business in COVID-19 and then also what's like one key takeaway or a recommendation you would give to another individual who's looking to start their business as well yeah maybe maybe this is tmi but i think like one thing that was super difficult about like starting a business was um i think like working with my team because early on we actually had a third co-founder um and she exited the business over the summer and i think that was like really heartbreaking for both me and my co-founder and our whole team, like literally tears were shed. But I think looking back on it now, like we understand um, it was just like a difference in vision and in alignment. And um, I think that that instance also helped me and my co-founder really focus on like, what is our vision and what are we trying to build? And being able to answer those core questions of Like, why are we doing this? And, you know, are we the right people to do it? And I think it helped me learn a lot personally about like, even just the legal things that happen in a business, like um, for anyone who's starting a startup um, and has multiple founders, having a unanimous shareholder agreement is super important. Um, And just making sure like those different, um, yeah, legal and logistic things are being protected with yourself and with your company is important. I think I would suggest that um, if people are starting a business, just really know your why and your mission. Um, I really believe in Ruth and I really believe in our product and the fact that we're trying to create a more sustainable future with our product. And that's what keeps me going through the really difficult moments, the really stressful moments. Um, So I think as long as you have a clear mission, clear vision, um, and the perseverance to carry it out, then you're kind of good to go. I mean, there's obviously a bunch of other things that will happen, but I think that core piece of resilience and um, believing in your vision and purpose is um, foundational to every founder. Yeah, no, I think that's a great 
suggestion or advice. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I definitely resonate with that. And like, thanks for sharing the, the the TMI as well. I feel like, you know, a lot of times when I do do these interviews, it is a little bit, you know, more of a personal question. So I'm always like, okay, like how much are they going to share? So thanks for sharing that because I feel like a lot of the times, like, it is something very normal that happens is Mm -hmm. having these sort of disagreements with either stakeholders or other people on your team, right? And it's really about how to navigate that, especially if it's coming from a previous friendship before. I feel like Mm -hmm. those are the most complicated to kind of know how to stand your ground on the business, but still maintain the friendship and something. So the conclusion is always more of a lighthearted question, but of course, it's after COVID-19, where's the first place you want to visit and why? Oh, okay. I think the first place I'd want to go realistically um, is to Vancouver. I had a really fun trip there with some friends two years back and yeah, I, I love the city. I love that there's nature embedded within the city so that you can literally go on a hike that's only 30 minutes away um, and also get access to like some of the best sushi or Japanese barbecue or whatever there is. <laughs> yeah, so that's where I would go. I think if I was talking like just dreaming, I would love to go visit like South Korea Japan do like an Asia trip tour but I don't see that actually happening I feel like a Vancouver trip is more feasible and that's it everyone hope you enjoyed the episode feel free to dm me if you have any sort of feedback I'd love to hear what you think of the episode and also the show If you enjoyed the episode, it would help me so much if you left a review on Apple Podcasts. Somehow, it helps with the algorithm so more listeners like yourself can find the pod and also relate to the content. Feel free to also follow at Happy Spotless Minds on Instagram to stay updated on behind the scenes, notifications on new episodes, and also some additional clips that didn't make it in this episode. I'll have everything linked in the show notes below. Thank you so much again for your support. I am your host, Heidi Poon, and I'll see you next week on another episode of Happy Spotless Minds.